0: the hippity, the hippity, the hippity, hib, hippity, hippity. However you don't stop. Rap, rap, rap.
1: Wrap, wrap i will definitely call you back later then come on wrap it up Big, sharp okay, up. okay you don't know wrap up the circle thing come on mr parker wrap it up please okay
2: okay everybody that's a wrap,
0: wrap it
3: up. that's a wrap 837 here on news radio 92 3 i'm andrew mckay it's pensacola morning news joining me in studio we've got walker wilson the executive director of the downtown improvement board and local tall person uh we also <laughs> <laughs> seriously walker what are you six four 6'1". one. I wish I was six four. We can tell people that. Everybody over six, six feet. Everybody over six feet is the same height to I was me. I already say. Yeah. As Either I'm, I'm sure you would three. admit, that everybody under five ten is the same height for you. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly true. Uh, Tammy Ward, who is the communications director for the Better Business Bureau and first time rap participant.
2: I know. Thank you
3: for inviting me. This is very exciting. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Let's start with this, just because I want to make sure we get this stuff said. You got a lot. Of, we're into the into the winter season. We're into the lights getting turned on. We're into events happening. What's going on downtown?
1: Yeah, this is a busy season for us, certainly. We've got, first and foremost, not not tomorrow. We will have the Palafox Market tomorrow, but next Saturday is our Halloween Palafox Market, so we're going to have a costume contest, scavenger hunt. A lot of the vendors will have candy for the kids to come by and um and always you know go shopping and then we've got foo foo fest starting in two weeks uh we're bringing bubble alley to downtown pensacola so kind of homage to the umbrella sky so that'll be in between angelina's and south town over the road right there colorful bubbles uh up in the air and uh um, is
3: that where it was the first time it was one block i, I was gonna say i thought there, it had a block north like of uh, that 200 South and the Sanger. Okay, so that's, just, what I, that's what I thought I remembered. Yeah. It was a little bit de- separate from that. Okay, so this is over by Angelina's in Southtown. Got it.
1: That's right. And then uh, November the 9th, right in the middle of Fufu Fest, we're going to turn on the lights. We've got the big holiday hall sale. So 10 to 12 retailers are doing a big sale that Wednesday night uh, to kick off holiday shopping in downtown. So we're,
3: we're excited and ready to go. Do we have a, uh, and I hate to ask because I don't know, but do we have a cool video display presentation going on this year like we did last year? And uh, look, like we've had some... Sometimes in the past or yeah. different stuff.
1: The, well, our, our grant uh, that was our grant we got last year was right. uh, the the show on the side of Artel. This year is we asked for a grant for the for the bubble. Sky, oh, okay. So.
3: so that's the cool big thing, or yeah, whatever. that's right. But okay.
1: I, I believe this year they've uh, they funded more projects than they ever have through Fufu Fest. So I, I believe there's about uh, twelve to fourteen different events going on over those two weeks. So it's going to be it's me be busy in the beginning of November.
3: Outstanding, uh, Tammy Ward. Uh, anything from the scam alert and environment that you want to let us know about that the better business be, I mean you know or, or is everything safe and the Samers have quit and Nigeria is no longer on the map what's going on
2: well <clears throat> I talked to one person that was new in the military and he thought because one had been caught then that everything was fine and I'm like oh yeah goodness. you're not flying anybody are you um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow
2: so it's just you know the the holidays are ramping up you want to watch out for the Halloween pop-up shops and if you get something and you can't return it after the third Thirty first, because they close up and they go away and the sister which which by the way is not, <laughs>
3: not meaning that they're a scam just they're a right. business that operates for a certain period of time right. understand you can't return things
2: exactly not everything is a scam um, that's one thing I always like to put out there and then you know Christmas time the secret sister goes all, all, all over social media last year they actually wanted you to send wine which is illegal as far as the <laughs> federal government is concerned and the U.S. Postal Service so just watch those things. Online and don't just click on anything and think it's real.
3: Okay, fair enough. Good warning. All right, yesterday uh, we reported on comments made by City Councilwoman Jen Brayer raising her concerns about the sound, the loudness of the Jets at the airport. Uh, I assume she means, means most of the T-45s that come and go, uh, which are now grounded. I
2: to say they're grounded now. Yeah, so they're what grounded. So do? what's she complaining
3: about? I know, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, got a lot of traction on our Facebook page, over 200 comments. Uh, many of them, let's just say pointed, <laughs> very mm-hmm. pointed comments comments and i talked briefly with her yesterday and i gave her a heads up that you know there's you know and talk with her she's a very sweet lady um you know and that that aside um th- this
0: sh- <laughs> right? right like yeah this is
3: our
2: thing Shh, don't do that many times i've been with the military where they just you know sing our praises everywhere they go and we are one of the only areas that welcome and appreciate the military. So when I heard that she had said that, I was very disappointed because we don't want our military to think that.
3: Right. I mean, like, and, and it's one of those things where I know if, you know, if you're in the military, you might develop that sense like, I really trust it's good, but you're always kind of aware, right. you know, that, and, and when something pops up like that, you're like, I knew it. And, right. it, and it was secretly out there. Walker? Yeah, I, I
1: think, you know, this community has um, always had the military in its backyard and I think we've got to embrace that and uh, with that comes loud jets at times, right? Yeah. Um, as
3: much as possible, says me. But yes, okay.
1: exactly. And, and I think, you know, when you step back and look at the economic impact that the military has in this community, uh, I believe the number is somewhere around $8 billion um, in, in economic impact that they have. You know, the more of that we can get, the better.
3: Right, and the military mission in Scambia. I think is about a third of our economy and mm-hmm. something more like half in Santa Rosa I might have those. I mean, it's very, very high. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous presence. Um, and, you know, I, honestly, if if it's to a poll, then we have basically, you know, one city council member versus 200 angry commenters yesterday. <laughs> and if that's our local community, I mean, that should tell you kind of, right. you know, where people's I
2: live are. near NAS Pensacola and I hear them and I'm like, ooh, <laughs>
0: I know, no, right? I it's not.
3: exciting.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I always check to see if it's the Blue Angels or not, right? Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but even, I mean, even, when, it's even it's not, when it's not, it's right? still, yeah. it's still yeah, cool. It's, fun. it's still
3: super cool. So, uh, big topic. Uh, also involving Jen Brayer. She made some very, I thought, terrifying and accurate comments about the state of affordable housing in our area. You know, she works at PSC. And uh, she said in her math department, like 20 people and they've lost seven over the cost of housing. And same thing in the English department that basically people at the sort of middle end of the income spectrum can't find living space. They, you know, rent goes up. Price of housing has obviously been going up. And because housing goes up, rents go up. And also you have, you know, speculative investors. You have Airbnbs dwindling the living space. I mean, all of these are problems. We're building as fast as we can, but it's still not fast enough. I mean, this is bad, right?
2: I want someone to explain and or define affordable housing. I,
3: nobody knows exactly. I mean there are some <laughs> some definitions right. out there but and it seems to be changing pretty rapidly with inflation and everything mm-hmm. else, you know. I would have always said I mean $800 to $1000 a month would probably be in the affordable, but it depends on what you make. But where are you going to find right. that? That doesn't exist anymore here.
2: I bought my house, I moved from Milton to Pensacola 2 years ago. I cannot afford my house now. If, if, I had if you had today. to buy it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I think that's really common. And, you know, if you happen to buy before and you own it, you're like, woohoo. I mean, we built our house before the, you right. know, the rise um, and, you know, we have a rental. Um, but same thing, like, My wife was kind of wanting to buy another one and can't even you know what's the point with the housing market let alone being able to afford the rent right yeah exactly and
1: and i think to your point you know i i bought my house uh i guess six or seven years ago now and and there's um been houses that have been torn down and built and sold for two or almost three times the amount that i paid for my house which is you know great for me but you know not so great for um everybody else that's maybe trying to find that first home or even find a rental and you know, as far as downtown goes and living, you know, there's really only Southtown at this point. We do have two other uh, apartment complexes coming in, uh, which I think is going to be huge. We just don't have the. But inventory. those are not affordable no, housing. I not. mean,
3: they're great projects, but they're not affordable housing, right? No. But again, I, I think the
1: point is, is you need more of those projects, you need more inventory, so there's more competition right in that yeah. market. And I think until we see some more of those pop up, especially downtown. Um, you know, where younger individuals want to live, uh, kind of be right there in the middle of all the action. And um, I think once we see more inventory like that pop up, that does become, you know, a little bit more affordable because, you know, there's more Supply competition. Land, right. Right. Exactly. Um, For rentals. I, I think we'll see things go down. But, you know, again, lumber costs are, are higher than they normally are. Um, I also own a business where I buy and sell lumber to wooden pallet manufacturers. Um, so, you know, constantly watching the price of wood and, and COVID really, you know, took a beating on, on that whole industry
3: and uh and drove the prices up and we're seeing it in our, our housing costs now well and it it seemed during covid that everything was such an unpredictable factor like wood could be you know I, i'm just throwing numbers out you know but like a, a two by four that was two bucks you know mm-hmm. let say five years ago and then it's ten dollars and now it's back down to four right <laughs> you right. know and it just like it seems like almost on the weekly you could have a radically different Price, so your inputs could change completely. And again, that for the output, the, the things that are built. When we come back, there's been a proposal. Several people showed up at city council last week asking for a declaration of a housing state of emergency. And I want to that would allow basically that's the legal precursor to putting in you know rent controls. By the government, which, you know, that's a pretty draconian solution to something like this. Uh, but I might ask you your opinion about that. We've got Walker Wilson and uh, Tammy Ward here in the studio with me. Candy Cullerton has traffic on the fives. And
0: we're watching a, a couple of accidents, a handful of accidents, but really only one that's not going to let you get through that area. Uh, U.S. 29, Highway 29, Southbound at Stumpfield Drive or Stumpfield Road, rather, in Carr City. Marcus Point Boulevard and Rambler uh, Drive and Nine Mile on Pine Forest. And even though you can get through that area, you know, it's going to be slow. Uh, due to traffic and uh, community drive in Godwin. This is just east of Mobile Highway in the split where it goes off into Pine Forest. There is stoppage in that area. You can't get through, but plenty of side streets. You can text us if you see an accident, 437-1620. If you see that slowdown, Candy Collerton with your traffic on the fives. Have you been thinking about getting fit but don't know where to start? Why not start at Running Wild? Running Wild specializes in fitting every person to the proper shoe,
1: apparel, and training designed for their unique needs. An essential resource to the community on all things fitness-related, Running Wild takes pride in serving, teaching, and encouraging customers to reach new goals. Start your fitness journey with the experts at Running Wild in Pensacola
3: and Fairhope. Follow on Facebook or shop online at werunwild.com. Each Sunday at 7:30 a.m., the Bible Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida, brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach.
0: Tune in this Sunday at 7:30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi from News Radio 923. This is your last chance to join our listener advisory board. There's no meetings to attend. We just need your opinion. Go to NewsRadio923.com to register.
3: I sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A48 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay at Spence Cola Morning News. It is the wrap. So we have Walker Wilson from the Downtown Improvement Board and Tammy Ward from the Better Business Bureau sitting in with me for a little while to talk about things that are going on. I mentioned it before the break, and I know it's it, it just seems so draconian to me. And as a conservative, I'm terrified of the idea of government stepping in and telling private owners what they can do or not do with their rental rental properties. But um, that's what they you know, people have been calling for at the city council is a declaration of a housing state of emergency that would be the legal precursor that if we wanted to put in some kind of rent control that could be done i i don't have the answer but i hate to think that's part of it walker
1: yeah i mean that that does get a little scary where you're you know are we going to see maybe the local government take some sort of step to to do this? And you know, does that does that curb investment? Right. And right? to again going back into this, do we have enough inventory of places for
3: people to live to create this competition in the market? Um, then then again, I mean, maybe a little break on the investment would be mm-hmm. a good thing for us. I don't, you know, if, if people stop doing that as much, that's you know, I know the housing market is already stifling a little bit, but you know, maybe the problem has been investment, right? Yeah, maybe so. And I think, you know,
1: you can see it in the Pensacola Young Professionals Quality of Life Survey they just came out with, um, where 85% of the respondents in that survey said that affordable housing, you know, they view it in a negative way. And um, that's, you know, jumped up. That's the worst year we've ever had in in that Mm -hmm. survey of 15 years. And the best year was uh, 2012, where 46% of folks thought it was, you know, maybe in the right direction but uh we've so certainly gone the, gone, gone the wrong way yeah in 10 years
3: tammy any thoughts about that
2: <clears throat> i mean i i guess there's a place for it but once you start doing that what's going to come next mm-hmm. and, and you know how much will government start taking over other things if they are allowed to do one thing
3: well and look uh, you know the, the um the airbnb VR, vrbo kind of stuff i the overall aggregate effect of turning houses into hotels Means that, yeah. means that people have less places to live. Right. That just, that's a fact. But if I'm a house owner, I don't want the government telling me I can't do a vacation rental with that house. Correct. You know, so like what's the what's the thread? The need? And I get the impact on the neighborhood. I get I, all of it. And this is, we seem to have this eternal problem. Uh, but now it's this other dimension of the vacation rentals of, again, depleting the stock of living space. In and in, we live in a place where we love to have people come on vacation. We're not trying to make that harder.
2: And I think some of those sales were why people that are residents here that wanted to purchase here couldn't afford it. Because yep. those people that wanted to purchase and renovate and then do an Airbnb mm-hmm. um, outpaid them.
3: Yeah. Yep. most Because most, that's the whole point. They can outpay to a certain extent, and they do, and it's enough to make money on you know whatever they're going to do with it. Uh, switching gears a little bit, the school board. Gambia County has been a lot in the news lately. <laughs> and um, let's just say not all of it is for good reasons. Um, but okay, the one thing, this is, I, I was surprised when I really dug into the books policy, you know, the challenge books policy. I was surprised how really boring the policy is. It's been this big flashpoint oh, you're going to ban the books about gays or Harry Potter or whatever. You know, people raise all their objections. But when you really get down to it, state law requires that obscenity not be in a school library because they're under 18 they shouldn't have access to obscenity and pornography and so challenge books that are potentially obscene or pornographic go in a special section while they're being reviewed and then they determine whether they are or they're not and they remove them or not that's it yeah. <laughs> i mean and this is not even an interesting policy in my opinion in escambia county this is us just complying with state law but it raises the question right of academic freedom and first amendment and parents rights and all of that stuff so I don't know if you've been following it all that much, Tammy, but uh, thoughts?
2: I have been, and I just tried to remember, because it's been a a, a few years since I've been in schools. Oh, yeah. uh, Six months. Um... And I don't think it was really, you know, we went in and we took out a book, but it wasn't a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make it a big thing. It reminds me of when the mothers got really upset about the song lyrics mm. several years ago, like over a decade ago. I never really paid attention to the song lyrics that were playing on the radio until after they brought it up. Uh-huh. And then I started listening. So it's kind of like, you know. Oh, my
3: God. Really? Grease lightning? What? I <laughs> had not even noticed.
2: <laughs> 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 so yeah. it's kind of like that. You know, you bring something up and you really bring it to the forefront and then people start paying attention to it. But we were doing fine and and nobody seemed to have an issue with it. And was there anybody that was actually taking something from there and doing something bad before they brought it up?
3: I think the the funniest part of all of this is that in order to review the proposed uh, books to be removed, they have to order 10 copies of them. (laughs) <laughs> so this is like the best thing ever if you're, a pub, if you're an author is like, please, please. And then, of course, as you say, people see the list and then they want to read the book. Right. And it's, no. you know, it's great marketing to tell people that we're about to remove your book from circulation. And maybe it's better sometimes to just avoid it. Just let it go. Leave it be. Don't focus on it. And then nobody becomes aware.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I heard you when you first brought this this story up is, uh, you know, you're going to tell a 14 or 15-year-old kid, hey, you can't look at these books. What well, The first thing they're going to go do is exactly. go try and find that book, exactly. right? Exactly.
2: Um, they'll find it somewhere. Yeah, or they or or the yeah, they'll find
1: the book or they'll go on their phone or their friend has access
3: so they'll borrow his
2: copy mm-hmm. or whatever, exactly,
1: right? Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I, I guess they're taking the right steps necessary that, you know, and at the end of the day, just following the state statue in this situation, um, you know, you certainly don't, hope that there's there's nothing in these these libraries that these kids can get their hands on that their parents wouldn't want them to um and i think again they have some sort of parental consent in there uh and i I think that's probably helpful to let these parents decide you know what their kids can have access to or not um but again you know when i when i heard this story as well it's like man there's a lot of kids going to the school library. I don't really remember
2: going there. Though. <laughs> right, like, I, know. I walk through how, it to get you know, like a shortcut between how classes. How popular are these
3: libraries, right. really, I anyway? Yeah, yeah, no, I thought the same thing. And, and then I, you,
2: if you talk about the Bible, then you're getting into a whole different. Right, set of circumstances, and, and as far you know as that.
3: that that one's fascinating to me, of course, because it's it's a, a, an allowed teaching material by the state, you know, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, but I also, and I think I did transgressors on this last week that the um, you know I mean
2: the Bible does contain some stuff. I've been a reading it. A lot, lot the, of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Bible through the year. Oh, okay. Uh, every day yeah. you do a um, Old Testament, New Testament and I've been I've been appalled (laughs) I mean at my age I had not gone through the entire thing but reading through it now there was just so much you know death and destruction there really is I mean it, it can almost not but not totally equal some of the things that are out there now
3: there, there's a you reason know, that the, the books, books that are like made that. with the, um, you know, the, the the movies that are made based on the Bible are often R-rated because, <laughs> yes. you know, I right. mean, the, not all but the, but more recently. Uh, we're going to take a real quick traffic break. Candy Colerton's got traffic on the fives. Uh,
0: one area is showing some stoppage this morning. It's Community Drive and Godwin Lane, not a major intersection again, just east of Mobile Highway in the Pine Forest split. Text 437 1620 to see the slowdown or accident. Candy Colerton with traffic on the fives.
3: Thanks so much, Candy. So, um, different topic entirely. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this, but in the last week, we have seen just the weirdest environmental um, graffiti defacing of public property examples, not here in the U.S., not yet, thank God, Um, but mostly overseas in Europe. One example was you had environmental protesters, young people, they're like 20, 21, Mm -hmm. um, throwing soup on a Van Gogh. Because, you know, what's more important, a painting or lives than the planet, Uh, their their argument. Uh, And then another group of teens in the uh, UK are going around spilling milk in the grocery stores in order to demonstrate how evil it is to drink milk because uh, milk is coming from cows and cows create gas that is a part of the problem. You have to feed them and, you know, they're really bad for the planet. So milk is as bad as gasoline for the planet. So their environmental protest is spill the milk. So create a cost for some more milk, right? That's Actually, exactly yeah. right. You're right. Destroy milk so that there's more demand and, for uh, milk. And
1: that's- solve hunger by throwing away a, a <laughs> tin <laughs> of soup. Ex- <laughs> that, right. that's, that's exactly right. Well, and
2: then right. they like t- or paste themselves to oh, the wall. Oh, yeah. The, the Van Gogh,
3: th- which has become a common yeah. thing in the, in the, um, when they deface art in museums. Then they super glue their hand to the wall so that it's hard to remove them basically because again which is reminiscent of the old you know chain yourself to the tree to protest the tree kind of thing yes. that you have seen back in the day um, I guess I'm always just surprised that people take these kinds of measures in order to try to persuade people because to me this is anti-persuasive you, you look like an idiot and I don't want to become a part of your cause because you've made it look so ridiculous to me I'm not persuaded
2: and how did they come up with these things? Yeah, there's no time. I I just think
1: it's maybe, you know, it's their attempt to try and and lead in a cause and and their demonstration of what leadership looks like is certainly maybe uh, misconstrued. (laughs) Um, That's
3: a very pleasant way of saying it.
1: So I I think, you know, I always think, you know, people wake up in the morning and they decide that's what they're going to do that day. And I'm just like... If your energy was spent, you know, maybe doing something else to still affect the change you would like to see, you'd probably have a lot more momentum and and maybe, you know, get a fraction of something done other than just super gluing your hand to the wall and
2: welcome to my world yeah. of scammers.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, and so both things seem to sort of tie in with the same problem of we're just so bad at getting good information, at checking information, at getting outside of our circle of reinforcement, you know? Correct. Like, I'm sure to all of these kids their friends all think this is super awesome you're the best it's like a little cult But I was going to
2: say it was generational
3: yeah and because yeah. they don't get outside of that box and talk to people like me or you know vice versa that there's nobody telling them no that's really idiotic yeah. this is terrible are here for the viral moment you know <laughs> what's going to be cool on the TikTok right? and hey I will say this uh, they are getting noticed is that the same as getting results maybe not Walker Tammy thanks for joining me today Thank have a you great do. weekend guys <laughs>